Yo, what up? We're back with another episode of Big Tank Coast to Coast. It's your boy, Ant, along with Matt. What up, man? What up, what up, what up? Right, it's another day of the round of 64, the second day. Um, it's a big day for me, of course, you know, because IU plays tonight against Kent State. Hopefully they don't get put on a poster by Kent State. So, um, big day for me personally. But, yeah, um, multiple Big Ten games today as well. I think Michigan State plays today. Um, Purdue plays as well against the Fairleigh Dickinson six foot seven shot callers. Um, and uh, very excited to see what happens with the rest of the Big Ten slate tomorrow because you have two Big Ten teams that moved on yesterday. Sorry, three, three, three moved on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Let's 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 talk about the losers first. Um, losers. We see what do we expect? Was it something that? I'm not saying it could have been avoided, but I mean we we're kind of in a, you know, Iowa. I felt Iowa should have won their game. I'll say that much. Um, Auburn is just just doesn't impress me. It does suck that they had to play them in Birmingham, which doesn't make much sense. Um, like, why does the nine seed get to have regional favorability? Uh, I'm not sure if that was because of the other matches, matchups, and just that's just how things worked. Like, why don't you just move both of them somewhere else? Like, I don't understand why you would have the have the have the nine seed, right? That's the third yeah. lowest seed in that little pocket group of four, be given regional preference like that just didn't make much sense so you had Iowa basically playing a neutral game that was low-key a home game for Auburn right yeah this is it's egregious um I think I have a bone to pick with a lot of the scheduling as far as the Big Ten or sorry the NCAA tournament goes you know in in reference to the way they've treated certain Big Ten teams I'm probably if you Go into our playback tonight. You'll hear me complain about why the hell I use playing at 10 o'clock Eastern time in Albany. Like, why can't we just push up the rest of the tip times like an hour so that they're at least tipping off at a somewhat normal hour? Um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like a half decent time. Like, not nobody likes nine o'clock tip offs either Eastern time, but at least you do have those in the regular season, right? And I mean, I'm not going to – this is a rant about Iowa and not about IU. But, again, their their body clock is on a different time than when you start at 10 o'clock Eastern time, which you're already starting at anyways. And then you're playing until, like, at least midnight, midnight 30. It's stupid. Anyways, but Iowa screwed. Like, I feel like they sh- – the committee, and they, what I mean they, should try to keep – teams from having a home court advantage as much as much as possible. Again, especially in these first couple rounds, right? In the, the round of 64 and the round of 32, like these games are supposed to be played on a neutral court, right? And it's got to be kind of hard when you get to the regional level, right? Because then, you know, teams have to win two games to kind of get to the main site. And, you know, if they happen to be, let's say like Louisville won this year, and then they would have a home game at Louisville, right? For their, the South region, Right. That's kind of hard to plan around, but uh, this is was very easy to plan around. You could have moved the eight nine game to a different part of the Midwest, you know, sub region, right? You could have moved them somewhere else, right, and had them play at another site. Like it's unfair that Auburn gets like. By the way, that was a weak ass turnout too from Auburn fans. There was not a ton of Auburn fans there. It, there that. That arena, if that was in Indiana, like let's say Indiana was playing in the 8-9 game and the game was in Indianapolis, that game would have been literally wall-to-wall red, okay? And that was a lazy turnout from Auburn fans. It's still screwed over Iowa, though, because they had to play Auburn on a non-neutral site, and it didn't help. They kind of stunk it up in the first half. Yeah, but, you know, like, friend – Fred McCaffrey's got to figure it out, bro. I mean, this year, that team was not prepared, in my opinion. They they didn't play Iowa basketball last year against Richmond. Like you have, you have you have multiple pros, right? Like same thing. Then the year before that, you know, you had 
know, Luca Garza, and then you go out bad to I believe it was Oregon, right? Was Oregon that like blown out? Yep. Um, I'm a big. I like Fran yeah. McCaffrey. I like him a lot. Um, do you think he's one of those guys who wants to reset somewhere else? Like, I know, I know if he were to leave, you know, you would still have Patrick McCaffrey who could transfer along with you. Um, the better players who would want to come along with them could do that. On top of that, uh, his son, his son, Jack McCaffrey is six, eight wing sophomore, one of the top. 2025 prospects out there. All he has to do is just move to a different high school. You don't think that the local public school will be thrilled to have him? Yes. <laughs> right? It's, you know, so um, uh, like, would he be someone who wants to reset somewhere else? You know, he did a great job when he was at Siena um, and then he moved on to Iowa, but he's never really, you know, he's he's been a regular season guy, right? He's been like, man, he's been like a diet version of Matt Painter, which is not very good, right? Because Matt Painter still can't – Matt Painter's trying to break that wall right. to get to a yeah. Final Four. Fran's trying to break that wall to get to a second a week. <laughs> you know? Um, he's he's fighting the Illinois. He is – yes, yes, yes. And it's uh, – I hope people understand, like, how hard it is to, to, to get to that point. One, you have to be playing very good basketball. Two, you also need a bit of luck, right? Look at San Diego State. They're able to get through this game against against uh, the College of Charleston. A tough Charleston, yeah. Tough Charleston team. Yeah. And then you get Furman, right? Now that trip to the – now that road to the Sweet 16 doesn't look as daunting, Right. Look at the um, yeah. By the way, San Diego San Diego State deserves that. This is a side tangent, but they deserve that because they in the canceled season for COVID, they were one of the favorites to win the title. Um, yeah, it so was like they, them, State, Michigan State, right? Yeah, those three teams all deserve to have good shots in the next couple tournaments at, at, at getting back to the Final Four because they they kind of got screwed out of a special season. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Um, oh, the Princeton, the Princeton UV, no, the Princeton um, Arizona game, and then the winner plays Mizzou, right? So yep. now that path is cleared up for Mizzou. Now Mizzou gets to take over the route of the two seed. So. You know, it takes a bit of luck. Like, what happens today, right? If Michigan State goes on to win and Vermont upsets Marquette, now Michigan State takes over that two-seed route, and they're not looking – like, now their path doesn't look as daunting, right? So um, it does take a bit of luck, but yeah. it does take you playing at your absolute best. Um, and I, I don't see the absolute best from Iowa – um, they got to figure that out, and I don't know if they're going to be able to get to where they need to get in time. They have a really good big coming in, about 6'11". Um, I believe he's from Illinois, a uh, real good player. Not like this crazy athlete, once again, but you're really tall, skilled big um, who is going to be a nuisance in the Big Ten. But once he gets to the NCAA tournament, what does that look like? Uh, I'm done talking about Iowa because they 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 frustrate me because you you look at how you look at what they did against Michigan State in 90 seconds, you know, putting up 25 points. Like this wasn't 25 points against Ben Johnson. This this wasn't 25 points against Fred Hoiberg. This is 25 points against Thomas, <laughs> right? So I see that. And I'm like, where's yeah. that sense of urgency when it comes to the NCAA? tournament i'm seeing a bunch of dudes scared to shoot the ball i'm seeing a, a bunch of dudes wide-eyed i think chris murray was trying to weld them back into it but you, you can't you can't be a one-man show especially if you're not a guard right where like you have guys trying to get you the ball and it's just um it's just unfortunate but am i shocked that they lost 
I don't think you are, but I'm, you know, I'm kind of once again disappointed in thinking that Iowa is finally going to turn around culture wise. Yeah, it is extremely frustrating um, in the way that they lose these games. Um, and uh, I would not be surprised. Again, I think we had this discussion. Do you have this on the podcast or do you have this in the playback? I can't remember these days. But we talked about which coaches like we both. believe are leaving at the end of the year. I still think the answer for the Big Ten in total is one. I yeah. think it's Shrewsbury probably gets yoinked away by a bigger school. But – but there's some names to look at. There's some names to highlight. Like I think Fran McCaffrey might be one of them. I honestly think the way I've seen Illinois fans react, like not that Underwood's going to get the chopping block or anything, but like he's still not finding success with. They're sick and tired of. They are sick yeah. and tired. They're sick and tired of losing in the first weekend, and I don't blame them. Me neither. Another map. Another like 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 how far away is he from being Fran McCaffrey? Uh, he's he's two tournaments away, I think. I very, well, sim- he, very similar, very similar. Very yeah, similar yeah. In terms of in terms of success, like I think he recruits much better players, which, if anything, is even more of a negative. It's worse, right? It's, it's worse. worse. Yeah, I think his it's rosters worse. are yeah. way better, more athletic, more pro ready type, more dominating type of personnel, um, more dogs. Wouldn't you agree? Like more dogs, right? More hard nosed players, uh, and still, not oh yeah, get to that point stuff. I mean, Illinois has a team with a guy that has a national title, um, a player national title, and a another player that has a Final Four. Um, a Sweet 16. A Sweet Sixteen. You know, like they. He, I don't think he went to but, Final was Four he on the? Was he on? I think was that he was before him? Okay, okay. So you see, I still have Sweet 16 at, at uh, Texas Tech. Yep. So you have guys that have experience, yep. and then they literally lose in the first game of the tournament to a Arkansas team that's completely dominated by freshmen. Yeah, and then, you know, but we weren't surprised at that. We felt that that was a terrible matchup for them, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And, like, it kind of showed where the backcourts, like Anthony Black was very good. So good. So good. Just so, so good. Um, And then, you know, Nick Smith, he's still trying to get his rhythm back. But what what Walsh was doing against Coleman Hawkins, I think is what really neutralized them because because Hawkins is part of them initiating their offense, right? Because they don't really have a point guard right now. So with Walsh able to also contain Hawkins – that also caused even more hell for Illinois on getting anything done. And, you know, they, they made a couple runs, but when you have a backcourt that can, that can control the ball, control the pace, get you a good shot almost every time, um, it's tough. Like, like counts their number three, counts will be their number one guard. Count Illinois' number one guard. Yeah. I'm not counting Shannon as a guard because he's really a wing. Like, he's best when being created for. And, you know, that's just – it's tough when the top three guards are on all one team and you're in a tournament that relies on a good backcourt. That was just a mismatch from the word go. Um, as soon as they were pitted against each other, we were like, oh, great. Even if they shoot the lights out and win this game, you get Kansas. You know, so um, yeah. really tough draw, really, really tough draw. for They needed to avoid a pro backcourt, and they got two of them. They got two, they got two of them right away. Yeah. And, um, and They never and had that, a chance out the gate. They, they didn't. They didn't. I think they played hard. I, I think they did everything that they needed to do. But what's more important, what's most impressive is Musselman. He's able to take this very, very young team and be one of the better defensive teams in the country. Usually when you have a younger team, hey, maybe you can score, but you're going to be a bit behind defensively. For them to be able to be one of the better, quicker, more athletic, solid, efficient defensive teams in the country, I think goes a long way and speaks to a lot of Musselman. 
I, I think Boston is one of the best coaches in the country, um, and it's clear why he's got that he's got the NBA experience, um, but he's still got the energy of a college coach. So, you know, a lot of the NBA guys come down to college, um, and they just don't got that sort of swagger. They can't really connect with the the kids, right? They don't kind of they don't try to build a culture. They just try to build an NBA squad. And Musk comes down, and he just builds a culture there. Now, whether you like it or not, that's a different question because they're a bit edgy. But like, it, it the the guys buy into it. You can it, you can see why. Yes, and he the the biggest thing too is that Musk like he gets it. All these tools that coaches complain about, he's like, okay, we can't bitch and complain about this. We have to turn this into a weapon, right? How can we use NIL as a weapon? How can we use the portal as a weapon? How can we use our ability to get some of the top prospects, convince them that they're not going to be here for more than a year or two, and use that as a weapon? He's been able to take all of that and put it into his arsenal. That's why he's contending for a Final Four. This is their third straight year. Like They have a tough Kansas team. I think they match up pretty well against them with their wings and how athletic they are on the perimeter. Um, but you're looking at a team who has gone to back-to-back elite eights. And these are teams that are kind of constructed each year. He keeps, he keeps his three to four year guys. And then he, and then he plugs in the other ones. And then everything's about culture and spring in the summer. And then when it comes to, you know, October, November, they're, they are ready to go. They're ready to go. Yep, <sighs> I think Auburn's one of the best. Uh, sorry, Auburn. Uh, Arkansas is one of the best programs in the country right now. Just straight up. Yep. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some of the wins, man. Let's. Uh, oh man, which one do you want to start with? Which one do you want to start with? Let's let's start with the one that we said had the easiest of the paths um, of, of the remaining teams, and that's Penn State. All right, let's go. Penn State. Penn State. Uh, you you want to first go ahead. Let's go. I mean, I, I was just going to say they absolutely sucker punched Texas A&M. Like that, that game was over by, oh. you know, the under, the under eight. <laughs> the first half. That game, that game, that game was a wrap. <laughs> yeah. Yo, they came out and you know what's funny? Like, because I dealt with this for years where, these scouting reports are so in-depth, right, are so in-depth when you're preparing for a team. Texas A&M had five days. What Was it five days? What would you say? They had, uh, I'll say about three days. They had three days yeah. to prepare. They watched all the film. They know how they're getting shots. They mm. know where they're getting shots. They know who the shooters are. They know what Jalen Pickett does. I guarantee you Buzz laid out exactly how they how they play the game and they let it happen to a T. To a T. That's got to be so frustrating for your coach telling your guys exactly what's going to happen and then it happens. Like man, I That's what they they did booty ball. That's what they did. Yep, it completely. The booty ball and Andrew Funk just decided to go sicko mode, and uh, yeah, that's that was the that was the game right there. Man, nineteen eight and seven from Pickett. I mean, the guy's a menace. And if you're projecting forward for Penn State, I think they can do this to Texas too. If I'm gonna be honest. I've heard some people be like, oh, Marcus Carr can guard him. I'm like, are we sure? This is the same Minnesota Marcus Carr? Like, we're sure about this, right? This is the same player, right? Because, like, I I don't think I, I don't think he's as good as, as Jalen Pickett. I especially don't think they match up well defensively. Like, I, Pickett's going to abuse them. You're, you're talking about Texas? Yeah. <sighs> I can't wait to see who they put on him. Honestly, um, I cannot wait for that matchup. I think Marcus Carr. I think Marcus Carr is big enough. I think Marcus Carr is strong enough. Um, you know who I think they may try on him. 
Uh, Timmy Allen. Timmy Allen's coming back from injury, but he's about 6'6". Six, six. He is about 6'6", six, six, about mm. 210, 215. He's somebody who could be more physical when Pickett goes to that booty ball. But the thing is, Pickett is also fast. So he doesn't just do the booty ball. If you're slow, he will face no. you up, and he'll hit you with combos, and he'll go right past you. He's he's such a cheat code. Like, he's one of those players on 2K that because of their intangibles, because of how strong they are, because of how fast they are, they're just an impossible matchup because you can't guard them you 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 need a special defender to guard them. Like they need a Walsh from Arkansas. They need a Walsh, someone with size, good wingspan, yeah. and doesn't care about anything except defense. And I don't think they have that. I don't think think they have that. I I, I think this coach has been exceptional over at Texas, stepping in for Beard and. You know he's had a he's he's had a great year, and you know what? He's coaching for his career too, which probably won't be at Texas because I know they don't want him. But someone's gonna be like, I want that guy who took over a team in the middle of the year and almost had them playing better now than when Beard was there, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think they're they playing are. better. They're playing better. And, you know, if you are – if you're if you're coaching for your career, you're going to come in this game with a very good game plan. All you need is your guys to execute. Will they execute? That's going to be the biggest thing. But when it comes down to Penn State, they're, they're so hard to play against because you have so many shooters on the floor. If you want to play a little bit bigger – they have size, and they also have multiple types of sizes. They have, you know, they have Enjai, who's about 6'9", 6'10", you know, less, not going to give you as much offense, but he's going to give you a body. They also have Michael Hen, who played in the NCAA tournament, like, what, seven years ago <laughs> for one of the schools? Um, you know, he played in 16, 17. He's yeah. about 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, he can stretch the floor. He's a really good shooter. He's a really good shooter, and Penn State knows he's a good shooter. So he's someone who gives them a bit more size and a bit more offense. So this team is this this team is going to be really, really fun to watch here against the Texas team who does pride pride itself on defense. Right. Exactly. So I. I I do like this matchup. I think it'll be one of the more fun games tomorrow. Um, it's Texas Penn State. Um, I think, like, like for instance, I think Mizzou Princeton. I, what happens to these upsets when they get to the second round, like Princeton? They just get absolutely clapped in that second yeah, game, right? This, this always happens. Like it's going to happen probably to Furman as well when they play San Diego State. It just this just happens, right? They have a one. They have one really yeah, good they're game. They're the Cinderella story. There are other Cinderellas like Florida Gulf Coast and last year was St. Peter's, but yeah, it's rare. Yeah, it's very it's rare. rare. It's it's as far as these they usually get clapped in the second round. So like, but Penn State is one of those teams where now they beat Texas, right? They beat Texas tomorrow. Um, they're all of a sudden that road to the Final Four opens up significantly for them. I think they match up well against Xavier. I think they match up well against Iowa State, depending on who they play. Um, whoever wins those games, yeah. if they even if Xavier and Iowa State even win those games today. Um, they've beat Indiana twice. If you look at the other seed lines, I think they match up well against Miami. Um, and Houston looked very beatable yesterday. This, the Houston struggled with a Northern Kentucky team. By the way, I think if Iowa had won that game against Dude, Auburn, I think they'd probably end up beating Houston, by the way. Straight up. If Iowa – if Houston plays like they so? did yesterday against Northern Kentucky, or even like 75% level that they played against Northern Kentucky, Iowa shoots them out the gym. Because Northern – if you go look at the box score of the Northern Kentucky game, if you, if you literally go and you look at that um, box score, Northern Kentucky shot – 
five of 33 from three and lost by 11. Because they were shooting from like the line. I know. Like, why were they shooting? I, so- I know. I don't understand why they were shooting so far away, but they're shooting five of 33 from three. Iowa doesn't do that. Iowa doesn't shoot five of 33 from three. Okay. That doesn't happen. So they, they might shoot 10 of 33, but that I, again, Houston was, was tripping for like, a good portion of the game. Sasser only played 14 minutes. You know, Sharp had to come off the bench and give them 10 points for Houston. I know we're going on a tangent about Houston right now, but they look beatable. Okay. They look, they look mortal. Um, so I really like Penn State's road to possibly getting to a final four, but they got to get past Texas tomorrow. Northern Kentucky was also a weird 16 seed. Yeah. Why are we putting the Horizon League as a 16 seed? Like, why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? That's strange. Little strange to have to have a Horizon team as a sixteen. I don't understand that seating whatsoever. Like they're literally probably using the net to like justify why a certain team should be here or there. You know, Northern Kentucky was twenty two and thirteen this year, fourteen and six in conference. They finished tied for second after Youngtown Youngstown State in the Horizon League. The Horizon League is tough. Cleveland State, yep. tough. Cleveland State is as good or better than pretty much every 15 that played yesterday. Um, it's I just don't mm. I just don't understand that. I don't get that. I don't get that. That's that was I like well, that's what we were saying. That's what we were saying going to the tournament, right? Like the bottom quarter of the, the NCAA tournament is as strong as it's ever been. Literally. Yes, it has. Yes. Um, we haven't seen, I'll say, yeah, 12 through, even 12 through 16, you know, it's been, like, there's not a lot differentiating, like, themselves between these teams. And um, a lot of it has to do with some of the size of the players. Um, but when it comes to how good a team is, you know, these are, you know, this is a very even double-digit seed line. Very, very even. Yeah. Um, let's talk. Let's talk Northwestern. Let's talk Northwestern. Northwestern gets the second tournament win of all time. And good for them. The game it got close at some point, but watching the game, um, there was no way Boise was going to win that game. I they just weren't. They weren't no. good enough, um, and the backcourt of Northwestern was good enough. I believe they combined for 55 points uh, between Chase Adige, Boo Booey, and Ty Berry. Uh, they, had, they had an incredible game, and Adige and Bowie once again led them in a tournament where backcourt matters. Backcourt matters big time, and, and they were able to go out there and just – and just do what they do, do what they do. And that's score the ball, control temp, tempo. And Adige had so many deflections on the on the uh, defensive end that you know, led to out-of-bounds plays for Boise and deflected into turnovers and scrums and jump balls. And you know, he was a nuisance. You know who he reminds me of defensively? A light, a light version, very light version, but Franz – what Franz oh. used to do where like the wingspan mm. and just yeah. being a nuisance off the ball. And you have to know where this person is or they could ruin your entire possession. And he's, right. he does so many little things right. off the ball, whether it's gambling or fake gambling or really getting into guys on the ball or, you know, when they go um, ice and they really high side that pick and roll, like he's, he's like, he's, he's in their chest. Like he's not giving you two to three feet and containing. He is being very aggressive. Um, But yeah, very impressive game. And uh, you know, once again, once again, every time I watch Northwestern and I see guys like Matt Nicholson succeeding and going out there and you know doing his thing, like man, it kind of makes me feel good. It kind of makes me feel good. 
Nicholson was, you know, solid. Barnheiser was really good off the bench. I think Barnheiser uh, is one of the more underrated players uh, in the Big Ten with what he brings. He reminds me of he reminds me of he reminds me of Trey Galloway at his best. Yes, Barnheiser. They're the same. Yes, Barnheiser reminds me of Trey Galloway when Trey Galloway is at his best, but. But Barnheiser is a little bit bigger than Trey, I believe. I think Galloway is about 6'4". I think Barnheiser is around 6'5", 6'6". Yeah. Um, really good player from Indiana. I don't know. I don't think Indiana would have pursued a player like that. Um, but I, but he's someone who um, he's someone who could definitely play in this league for sure. And he's only in year two. Only in year two. Yeah, Barnheiser's Barnheiser's really good, and he's going to be a problem at Northwestern for a while. I would say my my take on that game was <laughs> you talk about Nicholson. I thought Nicholson was tripping, but he played four. He played eighteen minutes, got one rebound total. Um, that was not his best game um, against Boise State. Yeah, he was just throwing he was throwing his body around, bro. He was throwing his body around. He was, doing he was throwing his body around. No, he was. He was. He was. He was. But look, that game was completely and utterly. Northwestern sided because of what Northwestern did on defense. Okay, they just outworked Boise State. Um, and also, I'm canceling hereby canceling the Mountain West um, outside of San Diego State. The San Diego State is going to be the second weekend, but outside of San Diego State, the Mountain West is canceled. I refuse to ever bet or believe in them ever again um, in college basketball. They have they have made me a jaded human being, um, and they have to deal with that. Because uh, I took Utah State and uh, Utah State didn't win, so they ruined my perfect bracket. And they don't pass the eye test. And you watched, you watch Utah State versus Mizzou. You're like, they don't even belong on the same court. You watch no. Nevada, Arizona State. They don't belong on the same court. You watch Northwestern. This is the Ivy of the Big Ten, and you don't deserve to be on the same court as them. They were lucky. They they lost by only eight. Lucky, because that was not a good team. Yes, they were lucky. That was not no, a no, good no, team. That was a, that was a bad performance. Um, and again, a lot of these games have been decided by, if you go and look at the box scores, you're not box score watchers, but you go and look at the box scores, a lot of these games have been decided by three-point percentage. A lot of teams jacking up a ton of three-point shooters, uh, three-point shots. Northwestern uh, you know, shot 38%, and uh, Boise State shot 26%, and that's really the difference in the game. Um, you go back and you go look at the Northern Kentucky game against Houston. You go look at the Iowa game um, against Auburn. All these teams starting to chuck shots um, when they need to in crunch time and just taking, you know, rush three-pointers or, or bad attempts or not just settling for three-point shots. Um, it's it's starting to become a bit of an epidemic in college basketball and especially in the tournament. Yeah. I think if if Boise State – didn't get 18 offensive rebounds. I think Northwestern goes away with this game by 15 or 15 or or or, or 20 points easily. easily. I was about to say 20, easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. easily. Yeah. And that's because you know, they took 12 more shots than than Northwestern did. So that's you're taking yep. you're taking several more and you're taking several shots away from Northwestern and you still lost by 8. Like this was a this was a 20 point yeah. dub. So this was a 20-point dub um, on the court, and I know there's some nuances and all that. But, um, but yeah, Boise State got strapped up 40% from the field. Northwestern uh, outplayed Boise State at pretty much every level, except the paint where they should have got way more rebounds. Um, but really good game by them, honestly. Really good game by them. I was kind of nervous because these players, I don't think any of these guys were on the 2018 squad. Was that the one or 2017? I think it was 2018. 2018. Uh, one of them was. Somebody was. Was Barron on there? Barron in 20 in 1780? I don't think anybody was. I thought. You don't think so? Okay. That's no, probably. It, that's, unless somebody's like redshirted like five times, probably not. Yeah, that, yeah that's. um. Yeah, I'm not even. I'm not even I will sure. look that up when we talk when we talk about Maryland. I don't think so. I don't hold on. I'm about to look yeah, it was 2017-18, right? Yeah, it was uh Northwestern basketball 
and then we can look at the it's usually under yeah the roster and then i don't i i don't think i don't think anybody was on there yeah nobody was on there yeah they had like Skeppy Falzone yeah. Brian McIntosh who's now a coach i believe at Northwestern Stan yeah. Lindsay and Gaines and Derek Pardon Big Law yeah like nobody was on that team the only the only one that scared me was Verhoven. Tommy Verhoven was playing at Duquesne at the time. <laughs> I was like, wait, he played? He wasn't actually on the team. Verhoven. He's hey, he's been a really good backup. He's been a really good rotation guy for them too. He's been really good for them. Yeah, yeah. They they have a couple decent pieces off the bench there with Barnheiser and Verhoven. Just screening and just helping run the offense and not screwing things up. I think that goes a long way. Super long way. Uh, let's go to who's last. Oh, I think this was this was the real pivotal game. I I feel in the other four games you really weren't surprised or you really didn't. You were like, you know what, Illinois is in a really tough, a really tough predicament. Iowa, you have Fran. Then you're looking at Northwestern. Like, okay, they should outplay Boise. Um, then you're looking at. Um, then you're looking at who's the other one? Then you look looking at Penn State, right? You're like, okay, if they can get hot, you know, I trust Shrew to figure things out. Cool. But this was the real coin flip. This was the real coin flip that could have gone either way. And the way that they started out the game, Maryland was in trouble. I believe they got down, they were down, they were down 13 early. Uh, They had four points through 10 minutes. They went scoreless for eight minutes and they found a way to, were they leading at the half? Yes. Just unreal. Just unreal. Uh, They were blitzing Jameer Young. They completely contained him. If you contain Jameer Young, you're usually going to beat Maryland. And the fact that they were able to not only contain him, but really stop Maryland from running anything was like that to me that is a Maryland loss, but you had huge games, huge games from, from the front court. Julian Reese had one of his better games that I've seen him play. Um, I thought he was a dog. Akeem Hart had an outstanding job on both ends. Um, Dante Scott hit big, big shots, big, big shots. Uh, I think Patrick Amelian came off the bench uh, and had, you know, great minutes. But, man, um, and Donald Carey, Donald Carey hit big threes, man, <laughs> hit big threes just to, just, just to keep them in the game. Jameer Young had five attempts, six turnovers, four fouls. By far one of his worst games that we've seen him play to play this season. And and they came out and won the game. They came out and, and won the game. If Jameer just plays average, what does this look like? 10, 12? Uh, yeah, it's, it's 10 or 12. He was clearly just put off by the, the, the pressure defense of uh, West Virginia. Like, again, and that – He blitzed every. Which, yeah, which everybody is when they first play it, right? Like, that's – when you don't play, like, these kind of styles, it kind of throws you off, right? And that's what – one of the things that pisses me off about the Big Ten is that everybody plays a style that's, like, very similar. That's why teams like Penn State, who play a different style, can come in and just, like, shock the league really fast because they're not trying to emulate Wisconsin, right? Um, or but that's also why they got – why they get beat up a bit when they're not hitting shots. And it's almost exactly. why that's why you have to be a certain way in the Big Ten, which at the end of the day is kind of detrimental to your tournament success. It's detrimental to the tournament success, but it's good for the regular season. That's why teams that are good in regular season, Iowa and Purdue and all these other teams struggle in the tournament. Um, but again, Maryland... But the good teams, yeah. but the good teams though, like... Like eighteen, like eighteen, Michigan. Um, you have 
remember 13 Michigan, 13 Indiana. Those teams were able to really, even 14 and 15 Wisconsin, those teams were able to get through the Big Ten, but they were successful because they had the P words. They had the pros. <laughs> they had pros. Yeah, the you don't pros. have pros yeah. and you're successful in the Big Ten, you're going to be in trouble when it comes to turning time. That's why I'm scared for I'm scared for Purdue. I am terrified for Purdue. I'm terrified for them today. Um, I I think again Maryland has a pro. I think Hing Hart is a pro. I think he can be. Uh, I think you agree with me on that. That too. There there's something there for him. Uh, He had 15 yesterday, um, and a hit a pivotal three pointer. Um, I. I really like this Maryland team. I'm going to apologize to Maryland fans right now. You are not beating Alabama. That's not happening. It will be a close game. They'll give you some hope. But I, I, just, I think – I don't think they have a shot. I think Alabama's got too much talent shot? on that team for Maryland to go and win. Yes, I think they got too much talent. Really? That's why they're the tough – that's why they had the hardest road or they had the second hardest road. That's what they had. They have to go through this this Alabama team. I know, but, right? Yeah, but Akeem Hart, I think he's going to step up against Brandon Miller, and I if think Brandon Miller's even young, playing, to be I, fair. Yeah, because he had that issue, right? And then the backcourts, like I think Jameer Young, I think that first game got him into it, and I think he's he's not going to come out. And that's going to happen again. And I don't think Alabama has the personnel to do what West Virginia did. I think it's a big game for him. Yeah, it is a big game for him. But I I don't expect Brandon Miller to go 19 trillion. Okay. We need to go 19 trillion. But, you know, I don't expect him to to score zero points in that game. Um, And I I think their guards, like I think Sears and Quinterly – um and and the people they bring off the bench and, and Cottrell are are just going to be they're just going to overwhelm a Maryland team that has one good guard right <laughs> they, have, they have one good guard and and, and Jameer Young so um yeah. when it gets as far as depth wise like Alabama just destroys them just destroys them I think it's going to be closer than what people think. I think so. Now, I think they're going to give people now, hope. They're going to give people hope, but it's not. I, I don't think they're going to be able to clutch it out. And, and no universe do they win this game. I will say this: the the part that should scare Maryland fans is that they've had several games in the Big Ten where they scored in the single digits in the first twelve minutes of the game. If you do that against Alabama. You will not be down 12. It's over. You will not be down 12 to 7. You will not be down 10 to 4. You will be down 38 to like 5. Because they're not going to stop scoring. They're not a big 10 team where they're going to clunk it up. No. If you don't score, the chances of them scoring is going to be high. And then they're going to go on like multiple 10-0 runs. And then it's game over. Great season. Yeah, they're they're gonna smoke Maryland's if they go on an eight minute scoreless run. That can't happen. That can't. That just can't. The good news is Alabama doesn't play. Cannot. Alabama doesn't play good enough defense. I think for that to happen. Um, they went on that. Eight, they went scoreless for eight minutes, but what kept them in was that West Virginia only scored nine points in that entire segment. Alabama will score twenty five in that segment, and game will be over. I also think Julian Reese is going to get punked in this game. I genuinely think so. By I think Bediaco, I think Pringle, I think Gurley, I think whoever they throw at him, are going to, they're going to be physical with him. And that was the thing about West Virginia. I don't think they were yeah. physical enough down low to deal with Julian Reese. And I think Alabama is straight up. They're, they were a little soft down low, which was a really surprising. You, you know who they could have used? I think you, you brought him up in the street. <laughs> I did forget about but I said, Can you imagine this West Virginia team with Oscar Sheepway on it? <laughs> but Huggy uh, said he wasn't good enough. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> uh, he said, he said, nah, uh-uh, I'm 
good. Oscar who? Eh, mid. <laughs> mid talent. Wild. Mid-level talent. Wild. <sighs> That's just cope. That was strong cope from, from, from the goat, Bob Huggins. Okay? That was strong cope. Yeah, it was. Yes, it it's was. fine. We all we all need to cope sometimes. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I'm excited about these games. Michigan State is starting up here in a little bit. You got, you know, Purdue. Fairly Dickinson was talking some trash. Was talking some stuff, saying that deservedly so. By the way, if they if they win that game, man, if they win that game, oh my god, I will never stop laughing. I, it will just be a continuous laugh track for me for the next year and a half. The shortest team in the tournament. I know, and if they beat the shortest team in the tournament. Hey, I I read the Bible once, and you know, I you know, you know, I you know that one story. You know what I'm talking about? The short guy versus the big dude. You know what I'm talking about? David David versus Goliath. Yeah, fairly tickets it is David, but David's from New Jersey, and Purdue hates teams from New Jersey. Ask Rutgers. <laughs> Man, I am just. Uh, the average size. I can't believe I just their, forgot the name of David and Goliath. The average size of their players are Brandon Newman. <laughs> Ain't no way. Bro, I'm telling you. I, Zach Eady might have 30 and 20. He might. He might. But I. I have a feeling that the Purdue's guards are going to be uh, a little, little sh- shell shocked in this game. You're going to need a bit. I think be a lot Purdue of is going to need David Jenkins this game. Straight up, if David Jenkins has a big game, you start seeing him yeah. hit threes early on in the game. They bring him in early when uh, Fairly Dickinson's up like two at the under four, um, and uh, and and David Jenkins starts hitting threes. This game's over. If Dave Jenkins comes in and he's tripping and he's missing three pointers, then it's going to be a long night for Purdue. They're going to take the strategy if they can let they'll let Edie score fifty, and they will just try to hold everybody else to under under twenty points. If they if if they just let Edie do whatever he wants, he's not going for fifty. He's going for eighty. There's no reason going to be. I I'm so excited for this game. I'm so excited to see what they do. I'm just I I feel like it's going to be it's going to be either an all time shit fest or an all time like upset, and it's going to be nowhere in between. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait because if there wasn't that sound bite out there, like there would be less excitement for the game. But now I know that they've been talking stuff. Oh, bro, let's let's go. They've been talking stuff as a 16 seed. I, you can't get more New Jersey than that. You can't get more New Jersey than that. <laughs> well, they well they just beats. They just <laughs> the only way. Okay, the only way Fairly Dickinson could get more New Jersey is if they the entire team showed up and just said Frick wearing shoes, wearing Tims. <laughs> Who are they? They beat Texas Southern and <laughs> start pounding their chest. <laughs> Yeah, it's, if he takes something, they're like, we're all that. We we don't even need basketball shoes. Like, we're not going to wear Nikes. We're going to just wear Tim's and beat Purdue, okay? Tim's, hey, Tim's make them taller, too. So Tim's make them taller and apparently makes you jump higher. I don't know. Hey, boom, done. Done. Fairly Dickinson by – like the, like the space shoes. Did you grow up with the space shoes? No, the shoes that were supposed to make you jump to the moon. They had like springs in the bottom of them. Yeah, <laughs> those are those are tips. Listen, just know that if Fairly Dickinson is down one or is tied and it's their ball with eight seconds left, that ball's going in. That's all I know. That shot's going in. Whatever happens, that shot's going in. It's it's uh the, you posted the replay of the Furman shot. Like I knew that Furman shot was going in the instant they stole the ball. <laughs> right, like, that, it's like a video, the video game stuff. It's like the, you like hit the wrong button and you try to shoot it from like ninety four feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Clark, it's like in FIFA when you. Yeah, no, I, how the uh, like it, I get what he was trying to do there was he was trying to like just throw the ball away and like milk time, but you. 
you basically have to throw it so far that you have to basically hit the jumbotron with the ball. Okay, you have to like throw it so high, and he just line drived it. So funny, so funny. Uh, another day, another day, another uh, twelve hours of uh, streaming. <laughs> I can't wait. I can. It's gonna wait. be like this every day. It's gonna be like this every day. We're gonna do this tomorrow and I Sunday. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't. I'm, I'm glad Penn State was up twenty with five minutes left because I did not finish that game. I was so tired, bro. So tired, no. but. Thank you. I was exhausted. Night early. Um, that won't happen t- tonight because Indiana's playing, and you n- never know what happens in these games. Um, oh in that my god! Wired in. Kent State is going to be. Oh, Kent State's good. I'm terrified. Kent State is a really good. Quickly, team. quickly, 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 quickly. In your bracket, do you have Kent State or Indiana winning? Um. If Kent State winning, um, trying to go through other Big Ten teams real fast. Michigan State, UNC. Uh, Michigan State, USC. I have Michigan State. And you have Purdue winning, obviously. That was good. Um, If I were to say, like, what I think, you know, what they would win by, it would be Michigan State by 13, Purdue by 23, Indiana by 5. Honestly, like, like, like if that's Indiana I, wins, they're gonna win by five. Yeah, I think like that's what I honestly feel. Um, but when it comes down to like brackets, like that's not really how we feel. That's just we're we're guessing because we don't know, right? So <sighs> it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun. You ready? To, you ready to boot up that playback? <laughs> yeah, yeah, about to about to fire it up. No, I had in, I, I had Indiana by seven. I had Indiana by seven because because I I, okay. I already put up a, put up a tweet. Michigan State by thirteen, Purdue by twenty three, Indiana by seven. Let's go Big Ten. Oh, Big Ten, Big Ten, except right. for Purdue. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Why is that? I didn't say that. That was Matt. Get on him. Hey, Bye. fighting Fairly Dickinson's today. Later. Bye. You <laughs> see.